Hi, Sardo. Hey, Strauss. How's it going? It's just going. It's, you know, I mean, you know how it's going, Strauss. You well, know yeah. how it's going. I do know how it's going. You told me you hurt yourself while sleeping. If it makes you feel any better. I hurt my hip doing that way today. Uh, this, this also, but you know how it's actually going. Nishitani Homare the third. Your boy has a boy. How does it feel? Okay, but before we before we delve into this, hi everybody. This is the Skeleton Crew podcast. Um, how the hell are you doing? Hi. Uh, that's Dross. Hi. That's Dross. I'm Sardo. Uh, we're your hosts. <laughs> we're, our refusal to open. We don't have a theme song, so I guess being weird in the opening is our only recourse in action that we can take. Anyway, you I, want to get started by talking about your boy. I... Your hideous boy. Okay, so, um, I, I guess, uh, rewind a little bit. Um, so for those of you who, who might not... For those of you who might not be in, in the fandom sphere... Uh, that's fine. That's cool. How you doing? You're you're probably like your life is so free right now. Um, uh, Sega announced some new uh Ryugagotoku Yakuza games. Um, Ryugagotoku, if you're nasty. Um, and we nasty. Uh, the 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 mainline um Yakuza Infinite Wealth. It's the continuation of Yakuza Like a Dragon. And also, Yakuza, um, the man who erased his name. Gaiden. That's the Gaiden. Gaiden. Um, and that's more of like a sub thing, I'm feeling like. But uh, TLDR, um, we we got some character drops um, announced with like uh, face models and voice actors and stuff. And... For those of you familiar with uh, Yakuza 0, the, the prequel game to the franchise, there was a dude in it for two scenes. Uh, one, Nishitani Homare. My love. You're disgusting my love. The... <laughs> my, my... Who, who was a nasty, horny man who showed up again for two scenes, maybe a combined total of ten minutes of screen time, and then he fucking died. <laughs> But but he had a real big effect on on losers <laughs> like me. <laughs> no, I I just love this. It's like no no. You have to understand. He's the worst. I love him. He's he's gross. He's horrible. He's a bad bad man. He's my favorite. And I like him so much. But um, it just dropped that um, we are getting a character whose name is also Nishitani Homare, who is. Clearly not the the Nishitani we know from Zero. He is a uh, for for one thing he's like in his early twenties. He, he, uh, he and he looks, has no wrinkles. He looks distinctly less gross. He's, he's a young Korean man who is very attractive. I I believe his I I believe his um his voice actor is is a Korean gentleman. Yes, it is. And, uh, hold on, let me. Uh... But, but he's, like, a very nice-looking young man in, like, a, a fancy suit. And we learn that... Okay, here's the thing. Because when I first got the news, it's like, 
Holy um, shit. Yes. Uh, Kim Jayok, I believe is how it's pronounced. Mm-hmm. I'm not super yeah. familiar. I don't listen to a lot of stuff that's Korean, so I'm not super strong. Yes, but from the gist I get, because initially there was a lot of a lot of noise that, wait, like Nishitani had a kid. I mean, that that would make sense because uh, the 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 original Nishitani really got around. Um, he, he has 72 illegitimate children. That that man had some sex. <laughs> that was a sex having kind of guy. And I don't know if you knew this, Strauss, but but sex makes babies. But um, no, yeah, I'm sorry to break it to you, man. It's not the stork. <sighs> but but from from what I am getting, um, this this Nishitani the so the Nishitani Homare name kind of became like a legacy thing, not unlike. Um, the the Magoichi in um, Sengoku stuff, or the Strauss and Sardo, is... as we uh, will continue to live forever. You're not getting rid of us that easily. Yeah, yeah. I'm listen. I I'm already like I've picked out my person who's gonna take on the Sardo mantle when I am too old and decrepit to podcast in five years. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we get five years. That's longer than any other podcast I've had. So you know what? It's, it's I'll, I'll something. Take it. I'll take it. But but. The Nishitani name is apparently kind of a a mantle passed down now. So, I want to know if that's the case. Who was Nishitani, two? Uh, Nishitani two was a, a a swell gentleman who loved billiards and velvet suits. But but in that case, okay, if the, if the Nishitani name is hereditary, was the original Nishitani's name even Nishitani? I'm I'm going to say Nishitani as many times as I possibly can in this podcast, in in the hopes of summoning him like Beetlejuice. <laughs> uh, I think I think his real name was Billykin Junior. Billykin after his adopted uncle father, whatever Billykin was. Billykin's name was Billykin. <laughs> This is going to be such garbage nonsense to to people who don't know what I'm talking about, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> but yeah, Strauss, I'm so fucked up right now. <laughs> it's I like... changed my display name on Discord to Nishitani Homare the Third. Yeah, it needs to be noted that Sardo, who is in pain, back pain, not not fun, and and then this at the same time is combined for an incredibly delirious moment. Also. Um, in in the other game, in the mainline game, we got Ichiban's naked. <laughs> yeah, and we got his naked, and they doxed his his whole booty. They doxed his whole butt, both cheeks. <laughs> his whole butt has been doxed. He's in Hawaii. We, by the way, all we know of this so far is that okay. Um, all also big news because. So for for one thing, Ichiban washed up on the beach in Hawaii. Um. Yeah. Very important. Dick and balls to the wind. And also, apparently, he proposed to Psycho. He's got good taste. Psycho's like top top notch lady. Yeah, I, so I don't I really don't him her. him doing that. We're like, no, no, you made the right choice. If it didn't work out, that that sucks, bro. 
I'm, I'm proud of you for trying, man. Yeah. Uh, uh, everyone's going like, no, no, you picked a top tier lady right there. You made a good choice. But apparently this has been a, a very controversial move within the fandom because. All right. Most of, we're surrounded by Fujoshi here. I forgot. Yeah. And it's like, Okay, for one thing, bisexual people exist. Yeah, for starters. And second off, it's Seiko. Look at her. Seiko's <laughs> Look at her. Perfect. perfect. Seiko is that. She would be perfect woman if Kaine Nier didn't exist. Because we keep saying she's perfect woman, and we, we're going to have to keep that Brandon going. Now, I, I, yes, yes. <laughs> she is one of the women of all time. Yeah, she is a woman of all time, and therefore everyone should marry her. Like every single person. She should have yeah, an Seiko's... infinite amount of husbands and wives. Just, just like Ichiban should have multiple boyfriends and girlfriends. Exactly. Didn't they? Didn't they read the comic where he played the flute and everyone's like, "Well, I can't not fuck him now." Well, I can't not fuck him. <laughs> I know you've seen that one. But Charizard is actually the only Pokemon who can't learn Hyper Beam. <laughs> Seven oh. vaginas. <laughs> Think about it, but, uh, seven uh, vaginas. But so yeah, that uh, was that. That has been um not. There's been some people who are not super happy with that, which um can't that's be. like your opinion, man. We're saying no, no, he should go for it. I I don't know. It's like as as shitty as the yakuza series treats a lot of its women like it's it's got some wonderful women and it treats them horribly so i just i hope that people don't start like demonizing her for this because she's great she's so great everybody oh, loves her and wait, i really hope that sardo i just realized something well at the end of eight we might get a wedding oh shit he's gonna wear the same suit to his wedding <laughs> Well, yeah, with his silly hair, funny. with his stupid hair that we love, and his, his whole ass hair. that was doxxed will be there. Is, okay, the the question though, to to make that work, is he gonna like cut the butt out of his suit? Is he gonna have like a a union suit deal with with no, like just no, the the ass? No, Seiko's open? gonna make sure he has assless chaps for pants. Oh, thank God. I love because that she, Because she's a woman of all time. Damn it. But I... Big news, if you are a person who enjoys Yakuza... Um, hey, we got new games on the horizon. That's fun. I'm, I'm very excited. Like, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I'm excited. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for Secret Agent Kiryu slash Spider Kiryu. Yes, across Spider the Kiryu. Spider Kiryu. You can do anything a spire cure does. Oh my god, that's a bike. He is hitting me with the bike. Please stop. Look at Cure you, son. <laughs> and is is Nishitani the third related to Lupin the third? No. Why not? Uh well, because Lupin the third is French. And uh So they haven't now he might be related to Goemon. I guess. Or Joggy. Everyone loves Joggy. Maybe. Who knows? I don't know. 
That's that's another thing we need to talk about at some point in another yeah. episode that isn't this episode. Yeah, not this episode. We're anyway. talking about a different thing. <laughs> also, uh, I got some fun news before we, we move oh. on. Uh, so apparently for the Persona 3 remake, which is also making the rounds, also by Sega now. Man, mm-hmm. Sega just feeding us both with heaping <laughs> spoonfuls of news. Like like a mother bird vomiting into its baby's mouth. Ah, <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, apparently, they're gonna they're gonna be switch they're gonna be remixing the music tracks. Which oh, is, which is interesting because that's not something they normally do outside of the dancing games, and I'm actually kind of here for it, except one. You, which don't, one? You better not be touching the ending thing. You leave that one okay. alone. Okay. Well, uh, okay, I have a question for you. So, uh, obviously, Shoji Meguro does the music for the Persona series. Yes. Um, he had an AMA uh, late last year because he's also uh-huh. making his own game because he's neat. <laughs> All right. Because he's a neat man who does neat things. And uh, someone asked him, Mr. Meguro, love your work. What do you consider your magnum opus? And if not, when do you think that might come about? And he just said... Memories of you, the, the ending theme from Persona 3. And everyone's like, yeah, no, he's right. Hmm. Don't Everyone's like, don't touch it or else the knives will come out. <laughs> yeah, you know, I am familiar with the song. I, I do think that uh, it would make some people pretty pissed off if something happened to that song. It, it's just kind of like perfect <laughs> in its own way. It, it doesn't need to be fucked with. It's unfuckable. <laughs> Well, I know I think it's pretty fuckable, just not in that way. You know what I mean. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's interesting on our part. Also, they're going to have all the social links finally voiced, which was something everyone was like, "Well, they kind of kind of have." That's like something they kind of have to do now, and it's so great because now Bebe is going to be voiced, and now I want the fakest, most offensive French accent possible for him. Oh, good. Hello, this is Bebe. I love you so much. <laughs> Bonjour. Bonjour. I love Jap- the Nihon. <laughs> uh, it, this better be just the worst French accent possible because no. that's that's what this deserves. And so, so he's, lovingly. He's talking, <laughs> since he's talking about Japan as a French weeb, would he call it Nihon? No, it would be Nihon. <laughs> you know, Damn. because, you know, he can't pronounce the last syllable. Nihon. <laughs> Nihon. You sound like a dog with peanut butter on the roof of its mouth. Have you heard French? That's it, what it sounds like. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad this is an English-speaking podcast and we don't know anyone who's actually French. I know some French Canadians. I... I can make I can make the jokes because I have French family members, so it's okay. Fair enough. <laughs> and I'm Mexican, and we decided, and we fought two wars against you, you French fucks. So fuck off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Get Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> so, and and from what I've heard too, because Strauss, we've discussed this yeah. with with the new Persona Three remake. There's also been some uh, controversial decisions. Uh, this is do you want true. to talk a little bit about that? Sure. I mean, I personally feel like it's a wasted opportunity not to just put all that shit into one box. 
mm-hmm. after you've had years of not having it all in one box. For those who don't understand what the hell I'm talking about, which is fair, I mean that Persona 3 has several versions of itself. You have the original from 2006, you have Fest, which is the re-release, and then you have Persona 3 Portable, which has the Femsi route, where you play as a girl. And and a lot of people like Femsi very much. She very she much is, so. you know, I I don't know a ton about her, but I like her from what I know about her. She's she is generally fairly popular. She I wouldn't say she's the most popular character from that game. Only because there's a lot of characters, so it's hard to be the most popular. Mm-hmm. I would say that, but she's very well liked. And the last time she appeared, they basically went like, no, you are canon, girl. Even if we don't acknowledge you enough, you're still real. You're real to us. You're real to the developers of Etrian Odyssey, apparently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good on them. But, uh... Yeah, and also there was the final part of Fest, which is called The Answer, which is a bit of an epilogue to Persona 3. It's... Controversial. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are people who have... There, there are a lot of opinions on the writing of The Answer. I don't mind it. And some people really do mind it. Mm-hmm. But everyone is in the agreement of, hey, if you're just going to remake this thing, this is your chance to finally make this easier to recommend, and you're not, oh, you're not doing it. It And it was right there. It was yeah. right there, gift-wrapped in front of you. As, as anyone who knows anything about Atlas will tell you, Atlas doing the obvious and easy thing is basically pulling teeth. With the teeth it's, it's a shelf. kick in the dick. Yeah. Also, they're replacing the cast, but I've already made my feelings on that known on your on your stream. Of, I have many thoughts. We might talk about more of that later, though. That's like an hour long discussion. I w- I would say. Yeah. And that's not what we're even talking about today. We're we're almost twenty minutes in, and we're not even on the main topic. Amazing. Look at you, us. Well, we are oceans that contain multitudes. And for some of you, those oceans can be incredibly fast. <laughs> yes, indeed. But, Strauss, what is our main topic? Hi, horses. It's Berserk. Oh, man. Excited. This, you, you were the one who suggested this. I know. I... I I I played near Automata already once this week. I what you think I'm gonna I'm afraid to cry again, Sardo? You think I'm no. scared? <laughs> I think you're too ready to cry, Strauss. And so am I. Hooray! Anyway, for those who don't know, Sardo, what be Berserk? Berserk was originally a manga by the late and unbelievably skilled Kentaro Miura, who was taken from us way too fucking soon. Um, Berserk is what you would call a a dark fantasy about a swordsman named Guts. 
proof that your OCs you can be guts. named anything. <laughs> you you might have seen Guts before. You you might have seen him once or twice. He's uh, fairly known by some people. Um, he's fucking iconic, is what he is. <laughs> I mean, the dude with the giant ass sword in like, anything is kind of comes from him. He's he was the he is the like original edgy dude with a big ass sword who is like he, he's the all father of of dudes with big swords sad man with large sword that's him and that, that's the that, that's the that's the first one berserk is known for a few things uh without getting too deep into the plot it's known for uh <sighs> And and also, if you're if you're not familiar with the contents of Berserk, uh, I'm gonna gonna do a little content warning now, because oh, so many it's, content warnings. <laughs> uh, just just generally, Berserk is violent. Um, Berserk is extremely violent. Berserk contains themes of uh, sexual assault, uh, horrible murder, um, horrible things happening to children and innocent people, and just all the worst kind of things. It's, it's, it deals with some really heavy shit, and if that is not your thing, that is totally understandable. But I would suggest that maybe this episode is, is not cool for you, so, um, that's totally okay. Uh, the, the warning out of the way. That that is basically berserk, and that's that's the big thing that it's known for. Um, and the other thing is that it's absolutely gorgeous. Like the the manga is breathtaking. <laughs> um, Mira's art inspired stuff like Dark Souls. Uh, it's. It's it's inspired so many different things that I really can't name them all. But I mean, I don't know. Stuff, I can, we can name more than that. Let's see. Let's see. It also inspired Cloud from Final Fantasy VII. Mm -hmm. It inspired if, if it's a dude with an over a sword that looks too big to use. Uh, there you go. Yeah. We we've answered where he came from. Berserk. Yeah. But yeah. And and. Along the way, uh, Guts, who has had a very troubled existence. I um, feel like troubled existence is how we would describe, like, you or me. That is maybe the funniest understatement we're going to make today. <laughs> everything about Guts' life is horrible. <laughs> Not everything. He was born Almost from a, everything. He was born from a corpse, though. He was. This dude is so metal. He he was born from a corpse, hanging from a tree. His adopted mother died out. of plague. And and somebody found him, and they were like, "Damn, free baby!" <laughs> wow, free child. And and things did not get much better from there for him. Um, they got better for a little while, and then they got really horrible again. <laughs> Um, and along the way, uh, in his journeys, Guts befriends a couple of people. He befriends a young man named Griffith. Griffith is Griffith is a very beautiful man. 
I mean, you say befriend as much as more of I'm forcing you to be my friend. He, he, yeah. <laughs> Let's not lie to our audience now, Sardo. I'm trying to keep this simple. <laughs> oh, okay, I know, but still. I'm a simple man, Strauss. <laughs> yeah, but that's factually incorrect, though. It's not entirely incorrect. Uncorrect. It's it's but, uncorrect. Um, it it's a, me fail English. That's impossible. Um, <laughs> Guts also meets a young woman named Casca. They hate each other, and they 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 hate each other's guts, <laughs> and then they uh, don't. <laughs> well, and then then he's inside her guts. Yes, and uh, and then horrible things happen. Oh, such unspeakable horrors of. Unspeakable dimensions that are lovingly rendered in black and white. I think the great long title for Berserk is Guts and the Horrible, Terrible, No Good, Very Bad Day. <laughs> and then hastily scribbled at the end, an S was added at the very end. Days, multiple, <laughs> yeah. plural. Very much plural days. But yes, Berserk is not the happiest journey, but it is a journey nonetheless. Mm-hmm. So I guess I, when we were talking about Le Berserk, mm-hmm. sort of, when did you find Berserk? Um, way before I, like, at a much younger age than I should have been reading Berserk at. <laughs> As is very normal. Um, I don't remember exactly when. I'm going to say probably around seventh grade. Uh, I, I found, like, some... Like some wait, wait, wait. screen caps of like a couple of the manga panels, and I'm like, "Whoa, this art is so good! I'm gonna read this." Whoa, <laughs> and and the Miss... rest is history. And what Miss... what about you? Um, I started actually with the original anime from 1997. Oh. Because like, yeah, I've seen panels of it, but like, Berserk was always something I saw in like the manga section, but never issue one. And it was super yeah. long. And it's just like, I can't get into that right now. There's so much of it. <laughs> and then, like, I read, I watched the first anime when at in college. Very, very early college. Mm-hmm. Thought it was awesome. Then started reading the manga. And then, uh, yeah, and here I am. Incredibly emotionally invested for the rest of my life. And I'm, and my life has been intrinsically changed by it. I, I, there's a coworker of mine who's been, um, catching up with Berserk. And once in a while, I'll see him, like, in the break room reading, like, one of those huge-ass, like, omnibus versions with the all-black cover. And I'll just kind of look at it, and I'll look at him. And I'm like, oh, good luck, kid. (laughs) Good luck. (laughs) I love those, I love those omnibus collections, by the way. They are beautiful. Oh, so good. But I need to mention, like, what's really important here. Uh, do you, you you want to know a little fun fact about the anime? You've seen the other thing that studio has done. Yes. Do you know this answer? You want to say it? Oh, you go ahead. <laughs> okay, fine. So, if you have been alive for the past 30 years, you've sort of... Do you like Pokemon? Love it. <laughs> have you watched any of the Pokemon animes? Any of them? Um, only since I was seven. <laughs> Yeah, uh, same people. 
Same studio. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's like the most rare it's the it's the weirdest fun fact in anime history. It's like, ah yes, the adventures of Ash Ketchum uh, for Palatown and Guts is just terrible life over here being Guts like the black swordsman. Guts looking over, it's like I want what he has. <laughs> While he's bleeding on the ground for the one millionth time. <laughs> It's, it's so wild. <laughs> it's such a weird, like, huh. Like, it's not that unusual. Animation studios take on work for whatever, but it's so, like, the fact that these were released at this around the same time period makes it so much funnier. It, it It's it's so good. It's like, and uh, oh, hey, here's, here's Berserk. And also from us, here's Pokemon. Only one of these is going to make us a shit ton of money. <laughs> Also, Berserk, um, the other thing I think the anime is maybe better known for is having, like, some of the best English dub outtakes. <laughs> uh, my favorite one, since we're on it, uh, there's two. It is the two that no one brings up. Uh-huh. One of them is from Dan Green. Yes, that Dan, Yu-Gi-Oh! fame Dan Green, where he goes, Don't hate the player, hate the game! <laughs> <laughs> and the other one is from the beloved Mark Dar- Darianson, or however his last name is pronounced, who plays G- Guts. And I forgot this one happened. But Casa goes, you weren't listening, were you? And he's like, you weren't listening, were you? <laughs> it's so childish. <laughs> They're so phenomenally silly for such a not silly anime. <laughs> Griffith goes into song every so often in these outtakes. Oh, I'm just a girl who can't say <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the it, it's a, it's a beloved English dub. Even now, it's still pretty good, especially the main trio. And oh, it holds up. It's funny because like you would never guess this, but those three are not super duper active, but still very much around. Hmm. It's just surprising because they're very, they're all really good. The one who's probably most active is, uh, hold on. I have to make sure I pronounce her last name correctly. It's Carrie. Uh, I could just go to my phone. She's in one of my mobile games. Carrie Curran, I believe it's, uh, how it's pronounced. She's still around. In fact, uh, I will be streaming games. She's in later this year. I'll point out when. <laughs> For her. Yeah. But yeah, Mark's also in stuff still. Yeah, they're all they're all very talented, and they were in the Berserk movies, though. Thankfully, they missed out on the yeah. other show that they made. Oh, the, yes. Uh, the unspeakable evil that we've decided not to discuss. <laughs> yeah, we we don't we don't talk about that. Well, no, we do in one sense as the greatest monkey paw moments in anime. Oh, they're making a new Berserk show? Awesome. They're making it about the non-Golden Age stuff? Even better. Oh, no. Shit was so rough. We, We were so hoping, and then it hurts so bad. But anyway, we should probably talk more about actual Berserk instead of things about berserk that aren't actually berserk kind of sort of but not really so yeah berserk is a manga as we mentioned 
And we're, we're going manga first for a variety of reasons. I think this is fair. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Sardo. Yeah. Who is your favorite character? Oh, I mean, can can I say Guts and Casca together? Because yeah. I, I mean, for one thing, they're such a good couple. They're they're such a good couple. Like normally, I don't I don't do like the oh they hate each other, but then they learn to love each other. But it, it works here. Well, it I really think, does. I think the reason why it works here is because. Like it, you under like when they first meet each other, it's not on good terms. Ow. And also, like it change because you go through the whole process of it changing over time. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, Mira's a good enough writer to where like you buy it. <laughs> that's that's precisely it. Like you, you can buy what he's selling you because it's done well. And that- and there's there's like stuff. I I don't I don't love by and large how how Berserk treats its ladies. Um it's it's the thing of Yakuza and it's also the the dark fantasy thing a la Game of Thrones that it's just kind of like there is some like really misogynistic shit in there that it's like I don't love and I don't love what happens to Casca. I don't either, but, but you know who also agrees with you on it, Sardo or did agree who? with it? Kentaro Mira. <laughs> He yeah. he also agreed, like, you know what, I went to some of these walls a bit too many times. It's one thing when you do it a couple of times. It's another thing when you did it like five times. <laughs> you know, it 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 takes somebody of substance to to look at their own work and admit, yeah, that was that was pretty fucked up. <laughs> you know what? I I should have done this a bit differently. I went to this wall a bit too much. But I'm getting off topic. I I like both of them. I, I think I like Guts as much as I do because, like, I, I joke about him being, like, the archetypal, like, edgy, you know, brooding dude with a huge weapon. But the way that he's written and the minutiae of his character is so good. Well, I, because... think, I think what separates him from the, the, the ilk that came after him mm-hmm. is that... He is written with the sense that he's still a person. He's just someone who's very, very, we're going to probably add a couple more varies in there just to be safe. Very, very, very. (laughs) Traumatized man who's been through some horrible things, but he's not like, he's allowed to be introspective. And and I think and it's too that his his trauma is not used as kind of like a well I've been through horrible things so I'm allowed to be a piece of shit. Oh yeah, no, my like, trauma. One one of my favorite things is post eclipse, and if you know what that means, you know what it means. Uh, when he comes back to, uh, it's not really the home base, to Godos, and everyone yells at him for being gone on a murderous rampage for two years. (laughs) Everyone's like, you dumb murder hobo, you stupid idiot. Where the fuck were you? You're blaming us for all the bad shit that happened, and yet you were doing nothing. (laughs) But being (laughs) selfish. And he's like, ah, shit, they're right. (laughs) 
And, and that's, that's the difference right there. That's what sets Guts apart from the the dudes who were inspired by him afterwards. But but didn't take away that, that crucial bit that it's like, like you said, Guts is a person. Well, it, it's sort of that sort of, it's that point of Guts is allowed to be awful, but doesn't benefit from being a terrible person. In, and, in, a, the, in a way other than just cause, like, the way I put it is, is that Guts has to be, like, okay, so we should probably explain what the hell's happening, because I realize this makes no sense if you never read Berserk. <laughs> so right. in, in Berserk, there are, it starts as the Black Swordsman arc, which is the worst part of the manga, so if you're reading this for the first time, just power through it. Trust me, it's worth it. Mm-hmm. Deal with murder hobo guts because you get to the golden age arc and you see where guts comes from. It's really bad. It's it's very like oh dear god, what the fuck. <laughs> but if if you stick in for the long haul, it's it's a character arc and he builds and he changes. And the, the dude you start out with is not the dude that you're going to have 50 chapters down the road. <laughs> well, in fairness, because 50 chapters down the road, it's him like 8 years ago. <laughs> You know what I mean. Well, yeah. But, like, anyway, the point is, it goes into the Golden Age arc where he gets accosted by Griffith in the Band of the Hawk. He gets forced into their service because he took a bet and lost. Mm -hmm. And Guts keeps his his word on this bet. Because Griffith beat his ass, in fairness. And then they fight a, what has been a hundred years war between the country of Midland and, oh, the Tudor Empire or whatever it's called. The other place. It, it's not really, it, it's not that important outside of the Golden Age arc, so don't worry about it. Yeah, forget about it. They're the ones with all the funny names for all their cavalry units. The Black and, Rams. And the, band- the Purple Whales. And, and what is the Band of the Hawk? It's a mercenary group led by Griffith. And who's Griffith? Griffith is a pretty, is Sir Oscar from Rose of Versailles, but actually I, a guy. I once joked that, um, I, a friend of mine suggested that Timothy Chalmay should uh, play Griffith if they ever make a live action Berserk movie. And it's like, I'll accept that if he gets to wear like a really shitty $12 Party City wig. <laughs> But I, I joke, the, the Sir Oscar joke is is not a joke. Oh, no, no, yeah. No, no there, there's a there's a there's a great picture by Mira explaining the origin of the character design, and it's like, yeah. I thought, what if Sir Oscar from Rose of the Rose of Versailles, and and Kenshiro from Fist of the Nova Star were in the same manga, <laughs> and I went from there, and it was. A masterpiece. And he was correct. <laughs> it's so great because that drawing is like like him jokingly doing their art, respective art styles. Mm-hmm. It's really... If you can find that image online, people, go look at it. I, it is worth it. <laughs> I think I've seen it before, yeah. It's, it's good. Yeah, but anyway. So the next thing that happens is they fight this war and the band of the Hawk starts turning shit around and... Griffith keeps getting promoted because we learned he wants to have his own kingdom one day because he used to be a poor little fuck and he doesn't want to be a poor little fuck anymore. He's ambitious. 
He's on that Sigma male grind set. <laughs> Absolutely. And then, well, as they keep winning the war, he keeps getting promoted and knighted. And it's like, everyone's like, wow, Griffin's sure doing well. In the meantime, like, Guts is like, man, what is my purpose in life? Because he's like, do I just swing sword? <laughs> it's what I do. What uh, if I am sword? <laughs> what if I what if I try to be more than just sword? So after they, like, run into a, guy, a weird monster man named Nosferatu Zod. He's important. Yes. Uh, he leaves the band of the hawk. He's like, Griffith, I remember you saying after you had me kill somebody, which was a really weird choice because who else owns a sword this big? <laughs> That's my favorite thing when he has him kill uh, that one guy. And you're like, yeah. I understand that you trust the guts the most, but Jadu throws knives, and that's something anyone can do. <laughs> like, people won't know who threw a knife, but, like, a sword that big can only be one person. <laughs> it's like, you know, this this guy got horse cleaved. Surely horse cleaver Jones wouldn't do this. <laughs> Man, flamethrower, this guy got hit with a flamethrower. Maybe it was... I can't invent flamethrower Bob. <laughs> and and I think unspoken through all this is there there is a very clear, like, romantic tension, maybe one-sided between Guts and Griffith. Like, I'm sorry, it's uh, there's there are people who are in a gay relationship, and then there's whatever the fuck those two had going on. In fairness, a big part of the Golden Age arc is this very deep interplay between Guts, Casca, and Griffith. Oh, yeah. They're, they're it, this, is, this is not like... Sometimes people say it's a love triangle. This is an actual love triangle where, every, like, who's going to end up with who is a legitimate question midway through. And it, it actually works in the dynamics of a, a love triangle and not just two people fighting over the same person. It's, well, I, it's, call it's that, I call that a love angle personally when that happens because yeah. you know if there's no connecting third line then and if the connecting third line is just romantic rivals that that doesn't count it's unless just the they alligator like... mouth exactly and then you try a little consummate v's on it but consummate but this, this, is, this is like a legitimate love triangle <laughs> like like Costco likes griffith griffith is an ambiguous twink who's, who's hard to read. Uh, <laughs> we both do, but not for the reasons that you think, chat, audience, chat. Oh. We'll get there. And, and, then, <laughs> and, and, then, and then Guts likes Casca. Well, not at first, and then very much. He learns to like. Well, and obviously during this whole time, like Guts and Casca's relationship starts shifting because they both kind of realize that Griffith doesn't, love people in, and not in, in the, the like and, and we should say not in like that sort of oh he's arrow ace kind of way no and like the this guy doesn't view anyone else outside of him as important he's sus <laughs> I, he is incredibly sus and he gets susser as when guts leaves he goes off the deep end and fucks a princess <laughs> it, and, and and he basically fucks the princess just because he can. It should really tell you a lot about Griffith as a human being that 
the first time he really loses, he go. He, he what does he do? Does he go to Casca, who loves and cares about him and is willing to be there for him? Does he go to his men and be like, at least I can drive myself into military duty? No, I'm gonna go with like the teenage princess who is utterly obsessed with me and will let me do it. <laughs> and I I think Griffith is more or less like high fantasy Dennis Reynolds. From it's always sunny. That's 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 what he is. I mean, yeah, but that's giving Dennis Reynolds way too much credit. Griffith is way more competent. <laughs> like hyper competent. The idea still stands. Well, basically, Griffith is an overly ambitious fuck and uh, accidentally gets himself put into prison because, uh, yeah, you just absolutely had sex with the princess you... of Midland. <laughs> You you took the princess's virginity, my guy. That's that that is frowned upon in this particular society. And Griffith gets tortured and castrated and mutilated, and he is no longer very pretty at all. Yeah, he wears a really like mocking helmet. But yeah, guts comes back. They're like, oh shit, the band of the hawk is in some bad place. And uh, then Griff and guts and Casca have like. Rocking good sex. You know what? I I know that is actually what happens, but I feel like I'm really downplaying the emotional importance of this scene. <laughs> it is, and I say this with without a shred of irony. Um, the the guts and Casca like scene is one of like the the most like romantic and sweet sex scenes I've ever seen in anything in my entire life. <laughs> well, well, the way I put it is and. One thing, Mira would be the first one to say this, but he was someone who read a lot of shoujo manga because he thought it yeah. was neat. Oh, totally. And you can see that in kind of, you You can tell his work is inspired by a lot of that. He He would be the first one to say the emotional moments of my work are based after this. That's and why they're so good. And it's true. But yeah, they they hook up and it's it's very beautiful actually. <laughs> like I know they I say they rock and good sex, but really it, it doesn't start as rock and good sex. Yeah. It starts off because Guts was a lot of people have been sexually traumatized in this in this manga, so uh Guts Guts had some really awful shit happen to him as a kid. Yeah. We'll we'll leave it at that. And uh it traumatized him. But then it's like, no no, I could do this. And then he's and and Costco's like, no no, it's okay. You can come here and get hug. And he's like Hug good. And and it's this kind of like process of him like 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 her like respecting his boundaries and then him being like you know this this isn't horrible and scary and this person cares about me and they're not gonna hurt me <laughs> and then he says then he's like i want to keep doing with you forever and it's the most romantic shit i'm going to post a panel to sardo and, and i know exactly which panel he's probably thinking of it's this one not for the sex part but this part yep it's it's it's, it's so beautiful. It's, it's so beautiful. It's deeply romantic, and it's one of the most romantic things you're going to see in any manga ever. 
not not a word said between them in this instant and it's just the the body language and the expressions Stross, it's perfect. And then the background's really good too. And, and it can't be said enough just what a fucking remarkable artist Miura was. Like the thing that is so frustrating about Berserk is that the worst art in Berserk was at the very start and it got better. <laughs> yeah. Like it the start of Berserk's art is really good. <laughs> also the man it was is. was a the Mira was a master of like monster design while we're at it. Mm -hmm. Like yeah. is scary. Oh my god, yeah. His scary monsters when he, when they finally show up are like whoa. A lot of penis imagery though. Oh, it's it's very it's very, it's very phallic, phallic, very like psychosexual and a lot of uh a lot of Miura's monster design. Um quite a bit of it was inspired by stuff like the Cenobites from Hellraiser and I, you can tell. You know one of my favorite ones is and you will remember this. Mm. Uh -huh. when, when he uh, drew a dragon for, like, one panel, <laughs> yeah. and it never showed up again. <laughs> he just like, I'm going to draw one of the coolest dragons you're ever going to see. That's it. No more dragon. And he, 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 he did shit like that on the regular. Just, you know, whipping out the most incredible monster designs you've ever seen in your entire life. And then just, okay, they're gone now. <laughs> oh, it's dead. Guts smash it with his sword. <laughs> It wasn't immune to sword. <laughs> it's actually and, funny because I remember when Mira passed away and I was eulogizing him. You can still find it on my Twitter if you look down mm -hmm. in my media tab far enough. Because I don't post a lot of pictures. <laughs> I don't I I don't art like somebody here. <laughs> somebody here arts a lot and therefore posts lots of pictures. You should follow Sardo <laughs> on the Twitter. To see the art. <laughs> But, like, I, I always said, some of my favorite panels in the entire manga, 95% of them are probably not even action sequences. Oh. Like, uh, one of them, uh, some of them are actually very recent, too. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, uh, this one. Hell, this one doesn't even have any of the characters we've talked about yet. <laughs> oh, oh, Yeah. But yeah, so basically what happens is Guts, Casca, they become a couple, and then Griffith, in his infinite rage, uh, sacrifices all of his men and tries to sacrifice Guts and Casca to start gods, and uh, it works, kind of. Sort of, a little bit. Um, uh, most, of those, little... most of those characters from the Golden Age arc are dead, except for three. Mm -hmm. uh, Guts, Casca, and Rickard, who was not there at the time. The small boy gets to live. Yay! But, yeah, and what happens afterwards is Griffith unleashes hell upon Earth as the world gets darker with horrible monster men. And, and Griffith essentially becomes the Antichrist. <laughs> and, God, when people say, fuck Griffith, and we wanted that twink obliterated, this is what we mean. We want him gone. <laughs> Griffith is, like... I, I will say the the amount of bullshit it, it takes to make a fandom 
hate a beautiful man. It's, it's like I can't you, think of another series where the most hated character is that pretty. Yeah. That isn't it, it a doesn't woman. happen very often. <laughs> For a man, it, practically unheard of. But he does it, and holy shit, fuck Griffith, because <laughs> he 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 essentially breaks Casca mentally completely. Um, she becomes so traumatized that, and, and again, this is not something that I loved that Mira did. That that she essentially regresses into this catatonic kind of childlike state for a while because she is so fucked up by what happened to her. And um, don't love that. Don't love that. But it does lead to one of my other favorite panels. Mm-hmm. And that is this one. You you know what panel this is, and you're going to be like, I yes. I know. This panel's great. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, panel. yeah. Oh, God. But, yeah, the, the, the problem with that is the treatment of Casca is, is very odd to talk about because Casca is a lot of people's favorites. And, and she essentially gets fridged without dying. And without <laughs> which she, is she gets worst. she gets gently put in the fridge to be saved for later. <laughs> which is not good. It, but if we're grading it, on a curve for comics is surprisingly better. It's it's not like the most egregious case that ever happened, but it's it's still insulting considering it, it, what a good character she's been. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, it's frustrating, but also like, like at least she gets the chance to come back and like slowly regain herself. But, <sighs> and those chapters, by the way, when they do are also really good. <laughs> yeah. Some of his best art are in those chapters. You're just like, God damn, it's beautiful. Because it's one thing, because usually a lot of the manga is Mira kind of, like, putting the unreal and the real in, this, in like, the real world, quote-unquote. Mm-hmm. You know, it's putting, like, fantastical it's monsters. It, it, it's, you know, it's putting the fantastical in, like, a much more grounded setting. Yes. So when you go into Casca's, like, mindscape, you could be weird. <laughs> And he yeah. he relished that because he did some absolute wacky stuff. <laughs> and I think Mira does do his best when he's allowed to just be kind of wackadoo in, in his artwork for a little bit. And he's smart enough not to overdo it. Oh, yeah. Because, like, he saves it for when it matters. So, like, when you see, like, the Dragon Slayer, which has got biggest fucky, fuckiest offy sword... Mm-hmm. And it's like being dried out, so it's all floppy and wet. <laughs> like that's so goofy. <laughs> it is. Oh man, we didn't, we haven't talked about some of the other characters who've shown up. But the point is, th when Costco does come back, goddamn, was it like that was a moment. That was it, the real. That was the woman of all time moment of the century. <laughs> The world was like, bitch, she back. Yeah, and it, I, I have such conflicting feelings about everything to do with Casca because, like, 
there's there's a lot that it's like okay there's there's some there's some redemption there because we we do get to see her regaining herself over time but also it's just it's colossally frustrating it it, it is <laughs> I, I it's a thing that i feel like if if mira i think if mira was still alive and had a chance to redo it he would do it differently which is yeah. sort of the reason why i'm not so mad about it like it's for me it's it's not mad just disappointed <laughs> yeah it's but, one of those it's one of those things where you're just like if you gave him the option he probably would have changed some things i don't doubt that for a second but yeah. like he also owns the fact that he did it yeah so it's just like can i really be that mad it's it's better than a lot of creators do <laughs> agreed with that said, we also should continue onwards. We should talk about some of the other characters who show up. Like, yes. beloved, beloved Farnese. Aww. My messed up, sweet, sweet girl. My stupid, ruined sweet, by real... girl. My sweet, sweet, loves to cause problems girl. On purpose. I like setting fires. <laughs> That's not wrong. <laughs> she's she's so fucked up. And we love her for it. And considering some of the shit that's happened to her, you can't really blame her. Yeah, she's from an overly rich family and like... You're the wild one. But God and, do And there was also the horse thing. <laughs> oh lord, the horse thing. <laughs> We don't talk about the horse thing. We are not going to talk about the horse thing farther than we've already have. Thank you. <laughs> but she's great. I like her. Um, we I, I talk about the, we, we could talk about the sword thing, though. <laughs> we could. Girl had her tits out. <laughs> she surely did. That's how you know she was going crazy, going nuts. <laughs> I just, I love it when women in fiction are allowed to be fucked up little freaks. And she's a fucked but up little won. freak. And then she becomes a little less fucked up. Still a freak. But that's, that's growth. Her growth is still a fucking freak. That's what we love. It's like, no, no, you're still a freak. You're just you're, less you're just, of a freak. You're, you're less actively harmful to other human beings. <laughs> while being given the ability to set things on fire with the power of your mind <laughs> it's like are we sure she's doing the right thing i don't know but she's learning magic and then there's she's beloved beloved isadro and his dumb shonen e ways yes my favorite part is i forget which part of it he was talking about like oh the man who killed a hundred guys in a night and like i was like wow yeah must have been impressive and you know, in Guts' head, he's like, I shouldn't tell him. <laughs> it's a bad idea if I tell him. <laughs> it's like, who's going to let him know? It's like, if I let him know, I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's a little monkey boy. <laughs> he's not actually a monkey. 
we should mention. He's, he's just he's he's a he's a cheeky little fella. He's like monkey. He's he's monkey. Monkey? Monkey? And then there's Fardese's beloved, as we learn, half brother. <laughs> yep. Serpico. The twink we don't want obliterated. He he's okay. This twink can live. This twink's fine. All he does is wants to protect his half sistery thing. We say thing because Parnese is crazy. He, he means his best. He's doing his best. He's a smart guy. He's the second best fighter here. He's he's a decent fella, which in in this universe is a little hard to come by. Oh God, yeah. And then there's then there's Guts's daughter. Yep, Shrike. She's a little witch. And she's adorable. She's she's baby. She's so baby. I would die for her. And that's kind of the group after the band, the Hawk, where Guts is like, wow, I have, fa I have friends and family again. This is great. I like <laughs> this. This makes me happy. And, and it's it's so nice to see Guts, like... I So much of Guts's like, character arc is just... Finding community, finding, you know, support, and learning how to be vulnerable in the face of a universe that has been so cruel and so vicious. And oh, yeah, I love I mean, that. The whole point of Berserk is that empathy is the way to go, guys. Violence and is, it, in fact, it, not the answer. And it's like, it's it's so funny because Berserk, I do, I do think, is pretty much always known for like being really fucked up and really dark and yes it is that absolutely is but those moments of incredible darkness are balanced by these instances of tenderness and beauty and compassion well you know what that means sorry when at well, the end of the conviction arc where given the choice to take his revenge or save Casca, and he gus chooses to save Casca, and you're like this is the best manga ever and you're like, yeah. I'm forever changed by this material. It, it is life changing. It's, and I think there's there's so much that it's like tried to copycat kind of off of the general theme of Berserk and a lot of the aesthetics of it, without actually delving into the stuff behind it that makes it so memorable. Because, yes, it's it's a dark, horrible world, but there is beauty and companionship to be found within it. I and don't know. The, it, and, that, and that's the point. That's the point. That's why Berserk is so good. Yes. And also the art is... Mm. And I, I... I know we've... we've been discussing Kentaro Miura's passing, but I, I think especially in light of the recent discussion around the, you know, and the hashtag comics broke me, because I'm I follow and I'm friends with a lot of comic artists, and I think it you can't really have that discussion without talking about what happened with Miura 
All right. Because I, I, I have he a question. Himself to I, death. I have a question for you, Mister Sardo. That's uh -huh. a real one. Yeah. What were you doing when that was announced and you learned it? I was at work. I was at work on my break. Oof. I was uh, at home. I was on a video call with my mother and my older sister. <laughs> so I'm like, I was sitting there trying to keep myself together. Because <laughs> it's like, I don't want to suddenly be like really upset. While I'm playing Jackbox party games with my family. <laughs> right. And I... Like, what... What did it mean to you when you heard about him passing? I mean, I cried. I'm just gonna say it, I cried. <laughs> yeah. I did too. It, it was like, there's a lot of people who will tell you that like someone meant a lot to them without mm -hmm. ever having meet them. And usually you're like, yeah, I believe it or whatever. It's like, I get it. But he... He was 54. Yeah. He was 54. And he looked good. He, like, recent, like, uh, you usually, the, the one picture you everyone sees of Mira is from, like, black and white and, like, from, like, 30 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> With the goofy smile, like, hey. <laughs> he, yeah. But it's just, like, what really sucked was, for me, and I think you'll agree with me when I say it. Mm-hmm. Was that it sucked that he didn't get a chance to finish what he what he started? Yeah, like because it, I mean, like in, in that way of like you you and I as creative people, like you knew he wanted to finish it. Yeah, he took his time, and we're like, he's gonna finish it, and now he won't. But it will not end. No, oh, it's God. it's still going. Did, did you see more his Maury's like tribute to him in manga format? God, that yeah. one that hurt. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like to be friends with the guy all your life and be like, so this is it. This is where it ends. <laughs> uh, <sighs> but I I don't know I I wish people talked a little more about what happened to Miura because I think um you know there's there's a lot to be learned and you know I like I said a lot of people near and dear to me do art and a lot of them do it professionally and if if you're an artist like please please give yourself time to rest take care of yourself like and, I, I'm sorry for getting like super. No, and super also while you're on minute, it, but... and while you're on it, get you a friend like Ko Koji Mori. Yeah. Some someone who will let try to finish your work for you, so you can know that you did it. <laughs> exactly. And that's what matters. But 
Man, I, I just, I don't know. I I can't really talk about Berserk without talking about that, because it's... It shit is, needs to change. Yeah. And what, what really sucked about it was that, like, Mira was the one who took his time. Yeah. It, this was, you know, he... it, it was so unlike so many other people. But, you know, he, he really tried, and and this still happened to him. But it also probably didn't help that he, you know, probably smoked too many cigarettes. <laughs> Don't like, smoke. Also, like, if, if you can... Smoking's no smoking's no good. <laughs> don't don't smoke. That's if there is. If there's one thing that we as Americans have done well over the past sixty years is curb smoking. Yeah. But I I, I guess to to cut things off there I. Dude left behind an incredible legacy, and like, if if you gotta have a life's work, then Berserk's not a bad one to to have. God, man, I also remember all the other mangaka on the, on Twitter were just really not happy. Yeah, <laughs> like if you like, because the thing that made Mira so fascinating was he was very not in the public eye. He, he like, was a pretty private dude. He, he did a few interviews here and there, but he mostly just plugged away at his work, did his thing, played Idol Masters too much. <laughs> he loved him some Idol Masters. But Kentaro Miura was a shining example of minding your own business. <laughs> yeah, and like, but he like apparently talked to a lot of mangaka all the time, because everyone like came out with stories. My personal favorite one was uh, the lady who does Yona of the Dawn. Yeah. It's like when they were doing like the anniversary omnibus, he did an art for it. And she was like, this is the most important thing that anyone has ever given to me. And like, that tells you something yes. that she treasured that shit. She's like, this make this is important. And I think I, I love stories like that about artist communities and seeing, you know, people support each other in that regard. I think that's that. I'm sorry, I, I get sappy about this shit, because cause it means a lot. <laughs> yeah. And also, that, um... That's what matters. Little, fact, little factoid I dug up here that I thought was interesting. Oh, um, Kaim, from uh, the first Drakengard, was based on Guts, apparently, according to Yoko Taro. Another person we talk about a lot on yeah, this podcast apparently. and in our streams. Yeah, well, I mean, I was this point near Automata. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but... The, basically, you come away from this this weird rambly discussion. Read Berserk. Read Berserk. To, and uh, just be warned, like uh, like ninety five percent of all trigger warnings. Yeah, I I would say, uh, before you go in, and even oh, even so if you, bad. so bad. even if. You're not particularly bothered by a lot of content in media. I would say just go in and check out like the content warnings. Does the dog die is a great website if you're looking for kind of what's contained in stuff because 
Berserk is beautiful. Berserk is amazing. I would not recommend Berserk to every single person because there's, it's, it gets real dark. But if, if you can handle the dark, it's worth it because oh, there's, God. it's so worth it. There's, there's moments of unbelievable beauty in there too. Um, yeah. So. Maybe one of the best romances you're going to read in anything. Yes. And if you like monster design, you're, do yourself a favor. Yeah, and at, at the very worst, find the monster design. Yeah, but Berserk was good stuff. Um, hopefully it'll continue to be good stuff. It's, uh, it's been pretty solid so far since Mori took it over. It is different. Yeah. It, it It is different. And it's bound it, to be. Well, no, the most interesting part is, like, the paneling. Mm-hmm. Because the paneling is different, and this is not, like, an insult. It's just... Yeah, it, it's just, it's different. Yeah, it, it's, like, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I, I, it's, like, the first few chapters are, like, this is not how he would panel it. <laughs> Because you're nope. a different person. <laughs> not, it, it, it definitely... It, it, definitely not like in a bad way. It's just like, wow. It really goes to show how different artists can be. Oh, totally. It, it's more of like... That's more of a statement of, oh, this isn't bad. More of a statement of, wow. It's really fascinating how two separate artists can be so different. Oh, yeah. And something so minute. It's neat. It is. But yeah, I think that is a good place to end this discussion before we make ourselves cry fully. <laughs> All right. I, I think that's a sound plan. And um, before we close off, uh, Strauss, what the hell are you reading? What the hell are you watching? Um, I'm, I'm about to be reading a whole bunch of Conan, and I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. I, I, I am, I'm going to be starting it this week. I have to read the first collection of short stories from my book club, and I'm like, yeah. But the big thing, and you know this one. Uh-huh. Is that because you're going to be there Sunday night, which mm -hmm. for everyone listening to this, sorry, that was yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but we're starting Strong Bats Cool Game for Attractive People, Episode 1, Home Star Ruiner. Oh, I can't wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be so good. Oh, yeah, I'm so happy. Consummate V's, baby. Consummate. <sighs> what about you? I'm, I'm... El Sarrino. Um, I just recently, um, recently as in today, I started reading, I think Junji Ito's, one of his more recent, uh, manga collections, it was called Tombs, and it's a bunch of his one-shot stuff all compiled together, really good so far, um, I think it's pretty interesting, it's a pretty typical fare for what he writes, and I've, I've liked it so far, love me some Junji Ito. I also finished Do You Love Your Mom and Her Two-Hit Multi-Target Attacks, and it sucked. <laughs> That's what I heard about it. It was it was garbage. It was hot garbage. Um, outside of the novelty of the title. Um, and I also think that it's like... The, the, the biggest coward move you can do is to have a, a quote-unquote MILF in your work... And and then to have her say, "Oh, she, but she looks so young. She's like a woman in her twenties. It's like you, you coward, you dipshit. I mean, you, you, could, you, you could just make her a young mom. 
You could just make her a young mom, and that would be fine, and we'd be less annoyed. Like that's that's. We're here for a milf. We're we're not here for a young mom. <laughs> I mean, we're also here for a young mom, but you're we're both right. But that's not what we're talking about. I think is the best it's, way to put it. <laughs> it's it's the act of a coward, and I don't support it. And I I think that even if the rest of it hadn't been bad, it would be bad just for that. And that's how I feel. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, I I think that about wraps it up for the night. Um, it's been good. Uh, I'm Sardo. That's Strauss. Yeah, and you, you can... can. I will no. Let me do this for you. Oh, sorry. You can follow Sardo at at Autopsy Garlands on Twitter or Marky Palio for the art Twitter. You can follow him as well on Twitch at Uncle with a K. Death. I stream on Monday nights, 6.30 Mountain Standard Time. 8.30 uh, Eastern, Eastern Standard Time for the rest of you East Coasties. And 5.30 Pacific. And uh, Strauss is there. Uh, Strauss, yeah, uh, usually. Strauss is the entertainment. I am the, the um, I draw. I'm you're the, the substance. I'm the style. You're the substance. <laughs> or are you the style and I'm the substance? Or are we? Working on those ghosts. I don't know. I feel like... Uh, are you the peanut butter or am I the jam? This is an important question. People. Oh, or, God. You know, I think you're the peanut butter. You know, I'm okay with that. I like both. So it, this is... What kind of jam are you? Or jelly, if you prefer jelly. I want to be blackberry jam. You know what? That is a good pick. Yes. And you can follow Strauss here um, across social media... At Almighty Strauss, follow him on Twitch because he's there Tuesdays and Thursdays and Sunday. And you should be here on Sunday because Sunday's going to get good. Yeah. Um, and also Tuesday, for since Sunday would already happen, you can watch the VOD. <laughs> watch watch the VOD. And if you want, that. and maybe Sarah's going to be there Tuesday. For... I'm going to be there Sunday. I'm, I'm going to be there Sunday. Sunday. We'll see I'm, Tuesday. I'm going to be there Sunday. I don't I don't have work on Monday, so Ooh. I'm going to be there. Sometime. Oh hell yeah! And yeah. If, maybe sorry, I might be there Tuesday for if we're doing the second episode of. I don't remember how long these things are, so we'll find out. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure it. We'll we'll find out how fast it goes because well, if I have to go into the second one, I'll have to go into the second one on Tuesday. We'll find out. I'm like maybe it might be the second episode. I don't know. <laughs> I was playing this is the regular more. streamer of the two of us. This is so true. you should. Well, you're pretty, you're pretty regular now. Give yourself some credit. I just, I don't do it as often as you do. Definitely but not as often, right. but you are regularly streaming Mondays now, and they have been spectacular. You've well, drawn a lot of fun. so you've you had a breakdown last week at, when you were drawing. Lost <laughs> you lost it so hard. It was great. Sardo lost it drawing Ichiban's naked booty, but <laughs> with his sad puppy dog face. He was so sad. I need to see if I can go back and clip that. That was... If you still, if you have FODs set to recording, you should absolutely... I should have clipped it, but I was too busy also laughing at you laughing like crazy. That was the real problem, is that we were both just giggle. You were... You had a full-on, like, cry laughing moment, and it was amazing. I did. It was great. This is why you should come to Sardo Streams. This is the stuff that happens. It's it's a laugh riot. Um, and yeah, that's that's our show. 
We'll Thank talk about. We might talk more about Berserk another day. Maybe get more specific, like our favorite arcs, more of our favorite characters, and if it finally ends, we'll at, we'll uh, discuss how we thought it was going to end or how we wanted it I, to end. I would like a part two specifically so I can yell about monsters some more. <laughs> oh hell yeah! We'll definitely return to Berserk someday. It right. it's a very dense manga, people. It's like three hundred fifty chapters. <laughs> It is. You should go read it if, if you it. want to. No, absolutely go read it. It goes by pretty fast. Like It does. It's not a lot, and it's very readable. It's not like part one of Chainsaw Man, like, oh my god, I'm, I'm, you've lost a whole day to, to like, a hundred chapters. Yeah. Mostly because you're going to have to, like, set it down for a bit, look out the window, hope it rains so it matches your mood, <laughs> play the Try reserve. Play, play uh, Hirasawa's soundtrack for the anime and just be like, such is the world that I live in. Also, speaking of which, just like, we didn't talk any, I'm surprised we didn't mention him beyond like a slight reference. Uh-huh. Suzumu Hirasawa's soundtrack for the oh original Berserk anime is like, S, like triple S tier, full platinum Thank God it exists. He's the fucking dude. <laughs> he is the he is the weird dude of all time. Yeah, and good, also good really needs to stop shacking up with artists who die die early on him. Yeah, uh, it keeps happening. It's not good. <laughs> but folks, thanks for listening. As always, uh, it's been real. We'll see you next time. Yeah, uh, and you have a good night. Or good day. And read Berserk. Read Berserk, drink some water, go outside, get read some Be- fresh air, and then go read more Berserk. <laughs> or read Berserk outside. We, it's summertime right now, and if it's good enough to read outside, go do it. <laughs> I can't tell you what to do. Yeah, it's totally normal to read outside. <laughs> good night, everybody. Like on a park bench. Uh, and, and good night. <laughs>